Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry noticed by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. it's Debbie Gilbert from the Business Awards show and I'm also the founder of the Best Business Women Awards and today I'm joined by David Bell from Simbok. Um, David owns a business and tech solutions company so he's going to tell you more about that in a minute and he's also a judge for the Best Business Women Awards, the FSB Awards and a few other awards I think along the way which he's also going to share today. And the great thing about this episode is we're going to be hearing some insights from a judge, not only of the Best Business Women Awards, but other awards as well. And what David looks for in an entry, what actually ignites his fire and the sort of things that, frankly, put the fire out and doesn't means that the entry doesn't get shortlisted. So welcome, David. Thank you for having me, Debbie. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to talking all things awards and all things business. Oh, brilliant. So, David, let's start off by talking a bit about you. Um, You've got a business journey that spans nearly 30 years now. So just share a little bit about what you've been doing and what you're currently what you currently do. Yeah, my journey started off when I left school. I didn't go on to further education, higher education. I made that choice of starting up my own business, uh, following my dad's footsteps, actually, because he was self-employed and only ever worked for himself as well. So I set up a IT company, which I built and developed over the next 17, 18 years. We morphed, actually, into more than a, a technology company. We become a telecommunications provider, providing uh, data networks through the air, wireless, as we call it today. And we become Motorola's biggest application partner in EMEA, which is Europe, Middle East and Africa. So it was a really exciting journey. It took me on many flights around the world, uh, lots of business meetings, and we delivered some fantastic projects to large blue chip organizations as well as smaller local businesses. Uh, we had offices in South Africa, North America, the Middle East, uh, and it was great. A uh, great team around us, um, architects, engineers, people that can plan and design, do the admin, keep me you know, in touch and everything like that. But I, that day come, and I think it comes for everybody at some point, where I call it my midlife crisis. Uh, I wasn't in my middle of my life at the time, but it was just time for change, time for something new. So I decided to uh, sell my shares to my business partner. We never fell out. We're still good friends. Uh, we still get out every now and then for a breakfast and stuff like that. But it was just time to embark on something new. Uh, and that took me down the path of Simbok, which is currently what I do today. And Simbok is a as you mentioned at the beginning, a business consulting uh, organization focusing on tech and support, helping businesses to plan their next steps, but really looking around automation, systemization in their organization to help them get things running, even when they're sleeping at night or maybe they're on holiday, if it ever happens, and they get the chance to sit on a beach, sipping on a cocktail, their business is still operational and running. Are there any particular sectors that you work with? 
I love tech companies. Now, it sounds quite strange, doesn't it? But they're, believe it or not, I work with a lot of technology companies helping them to take their business forward. So tech is an area because I come from that background yeah. and I understand and have a great understanding in. But for some reason, landscape gardening companies come in my direction. Very diverse and very different. But I've been working with a number of those over the years as well. And anything really linked into education. Uh, because I also wear a couple of hats for a couple, two universities. Um, one is Anglin Ruskin University and one is Ritual University College. So they are customers and clients of mine, um, but I'm also their entrepreneur in residence. So I'm working with their students on their ideas and their startup businesses. Oh, I bet that's really interesting. Being able to kind of incubate that and support them. The bit I love about it, I suppose it's like any business, it's, seeing it develop from an idea that seed that initial thought and then you're working with them giving them that shoulder to cry on um that person to celebrate the good times and just giving them little nuggets to help them move their business one day one step at a time to get it to that next level and the best bit is when you see them a couple of years on after they've done that and things are happening for them and you're also involved with the FSB, which is the Federation of Small Businesses. So talk a little bit about that. So I've been a member for the Federation of Small Businesses for 18 years now. And for those that don't know, but the FSB is the largest business organisation in the UK, well in excess of 150,000 members. And it's run by the members for the members. So I'm a volunteer. Uh, and there's a number of me dotted throughout the country who give up their time to support other businesses, to help lobby governments. Um, you know, there's lots of things that we do as the FSB. But my role is the regional chair for the East of England. So I kind of look after the East of England, which includes Essex um, into kind of the Suffolk. So East Anglia, Norfolk and Suffolk and then Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire. So that's kind of my my area that I look after and support. And working with me, there's a great team of area leads and staff that are employed by the FSB called the development managers as well. So, yeah, really good. But it's all about network. It's about building a support network and having people you can have a conversation with. Mm. And there's also some great benefits of being part of the FSB, isn't there? Yeah, roughly speaking, there's probably about 35 benefits when you become a member of the FSB. Everything from legal aid and support 24-7, 365 days a year. You can pick up the phone and speak to a legal solicitor who can help you with things around your business. Um, maybe it's a, you know around your personal life because you can use it for both as well. Um, you have access to the what I call the vault, where you can go in and all the various documents you need from GDPR through to legal HR documents, health and safety, all sit there, which you can download. They're all templated, uh, so they're very accessible. But yeah, lobbying government, uh, there's care in there. They call it FSB care if you need support, if you know there's mental, issue, uh, mental health issues and stuff like that for you or your team. So yeah, lots of great things that sit in that portfolio that are accessible once you're a member. Yeah, I've been a member myself probably about 12 years now, I think. So I can really vouch for it as well. So we will put the details um, into the show notes so you can uh, grab that and have a look. Um, so we sat next to each other at FSB Awards this year. I was lucky enough to be a finalist in one of the categories. And we would previously met at another event where you were one of the speakers. I think it was a Chartered Institute of Marketing event. And... Um, I twisted your arm to come onto our judging panel because we only have judges on our panel that we invite. We don't, you can't buy your way onto our judging panel. 
and uh, you having said to me I judge these awards I mean perfect to have somebody with your breadth of experience so let's think about and talk about the good things that you see in entries and then we'll look at maybe the bad things so let's focus on all the positives to start with what are the best things that you see in an award entry yeah, great question. I mean, I've been judging various different awards uh, over the years, many different categories, and I've seen, you know, good and bad. But let's talk about the positive things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for me, when I pick up any award and now, you know, and I'm looking at that application and I'm reading through it, I want to get excited. You know, I don't want to just read it like it's a business plan um, and they should be exciting anyway. But I want to read it like it actually meant something to that person writing it. And that's why I always say that a good award entry you know, is written by the person that runs or owns the business. You know, you could outsource it. You could get someone else in your team to write it, but it doesn't have the same flair uh, and the same meaning and the same thought hasn't gone into it. So firstly, I think if anyone's writing an award entry, make sure you do it. It has makes all the difference. But I'm looking for that story. I'm looking for where it started, what made it exciting when they started their business. I'm looking for what they've achieved, the goals that they've set themselves, how they got there, the challenges that they overcome. Uh, And, you know, we all face challenges in business day to day. Hopefully there's more successes than there is challenges. And I'm looking for what they think the future might look like as well. No one has that crystal ball, so no one really knows. But a good plan uh, and a good direction um, tends to get you you going. If you aim for the stars, there's a good chance you land on the moon. What about evidence? What sort of evidence do you like to see? Referencing is always good. You know, anyone can say my customer thinks I'm the best. Um, Sometimes without the name dropping, sometimes being too obvious, but sometimes it is good to put a name drop in there, you know, showcase who your clients are. Tell us, you know, what work you've done for them and what the outcome of that particular project was as well. So if they can evidence it against real life case studies, um, that really helps. Sometimes we've only got so much time when judging these, but sometimes a link can really help as well. So we can click on and go off to, a, you know, if you've got a case study where we can see it, maybe even a video that you've got uploaded into something like YouTube or a similar platform. So we can actually see the actual outcome of that particular uh, project. So any way of references and demonstrating what you're talking about is genuine as well, because anyone can maybe write something that's not quite true. I never suggest anyone does that, of course, but we know it does happen from time to time. (laughs) And what about financials, figures of their business? What sort of things would you like to see? I think here's an interesting one with awards because some awards are for facts and figures, some don't. I appreciate that also some of these business owners will be, you know, I'm a bit worried about putting this content in, it's kind of private information, but we need to get a taster of what your business is doing. So it's nice to see turnover, you know, to get an understanding of the size of the business. But let's be honest, turnover is a vanity thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the profit we want to understand, which is the sanity side. You know, that's what keeps you uh, away from sleepless nights and stuff like that. So, you know, we're not asking, you know, to be too detailed in that. I personally wouldn't say, you know, we want to know the ins and outs of everything in your business. But give us a taster. Demonstrate to us that, you know, you are a million pound business or, you know, you're a startup and you've started up with a very minimal amount of budget. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you've gone out and crowdfunded or, you know, had investment from outside sources. And that's allowed you to drive your business forward. But I think profitability and demonstrating that you've got your overheads under control as well, that your overheads are not outstripping your uh, turnover. 
And what sort of award entries literally make you go next? <laughs> you know, they're just not cutting it for you. I think it's when you can you start to read it, and I, I'm going to use the word it's waffle. Mm. Uh, you know, they haven't really got a story. They're trying to kind of backfill. Um, they're trying to you get an idea if it's true or not. I don't know how it's you know is that kind of mind and heart comes into play. You read it and you think, really, is this one of the people that have got the t-shirt, got the mug, and been there and done it? Have they genuinely done that? Mm. So for me, I want to see authenticity. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that kind of genuine side of somebody. I have read it, ward entries, and I read them and I go, sounds like someone else has done that. You know, I wonder if this is really their story. Yeah, and you want the authenticity behind it, really. I think that's so important. And would you advise people to enter more than one awards programme in a year? Do you think it's it's a good marketing tool? I think overall, awards are a good marketing tool i think if you have that opportunity to showcase who you are and what you do and hopefully walk away with some silverware uh, to put on the mantelpiece and to share with your team i think that's the other thing it's really about team bonding mm. this is about patting on the back uh the owners the directors you know the c-level people within the business because we tend not to reward ourselves too much or pat ourselves on the back but it's also to showcase what the team have achieved so I think from an internal marketing uh, side of things, it's really good. But externally, yeah, I, I do think, you know, look at what awards that you believe that you could win. Look at the other award entries. You know, it, it can be tough. Sometimes you're up against the big people, you know, the big boys and girls, and uh, you might not be able to or you think you can't compete with them. But go for it. Mm. I'd be careful you don't go kind of entering, you know, hundreds because that's mm. going to be very time consuming. Yeah. But pick maybe Two or three, mm. I'd probably make maybe a push for. Try not to make sure they're all in one month or something mm. like that. Just try and get them stretched out over a year. But yeah, no reason you couldn't enter more than one awards program, mm. and possibly mm. if you're allowed to, more than one category as well mm. at that mm. particular award. Because I think sometimes it's good to go for maybe local stuff. Obviously, with the FSB, you've got regional because the FSB regionalised theirs, and then mm. the winners of those regions, regional categories, go on to the be entered into the um, national final don't they that's how they do it then you've obviously got female only awards you've obviously got industry specific awards so I think sometimes having credibility in your industry is also really valuable isn't it at the end of the day so that's that's worth looking at there's a great website we talk about it when we do our awards masterclass called awards list um, where you can look up and see all the awards that are taking place across the globe. <laughs> There's thousands of them. But I think, like David said, it's about hanging. It's it's about, you know, honing down one or two in a year, I think is enough for anybody to sit and do, really. It is quite a lot of work. Um, so 29 years in business. Um, so you're on business number two, 10 years. Um what advice would you give to anyone who is maybe a bit concerned that we're heading for recessionary times and they might be thinking, oh, I've just got over the pandemic and now we're being thrust another problem. What's your thoughts on it? 
It's a really interesting question. Look, I think in business, you're going to be up against challenges all the time. Mm. Um, you know, at the moment, possible recession looming. Well, we all know it's probably going to be a recession, but it's not at today as we're speaking. It's not defined as a official recession. But, you know, we've had the pandemic. We've got a hike in interest rates. Mm. You know, uh, everything seems to be spiraling out of control. It seems like this perfect storm has come together. You know, the war in Ukraine and Russia is getting blamed for a, a lot of this. Um you know, energy costs spiraling out of control as well. So if you're if you've got a retail outlet or you're not working from home and you've got those overheads come into play, it's challenging. And let's be honest, it is challenging. But I've run, you know, I've got four businesses I'm currently involved with now. I've been involved with other businesses. I've worked alongside many clients. And I think the advice I give to them all, take today you know, and deal with today, but plan for the future, plan for tomorrow as well, because you've got to be prepared for what's up and coming as well. Mm. Get your team, um, you know, working efficiently. Uh, Let them also understand that, you know, they know this, I'm sure, but, you know, times are challenging. So what could they suggest? What, you know, they might better see things that you can't. So ask them, you know, if this was your business, what do you think about doing? And hopefully they're not going to turn around and say, well, we'll get rid of everybody because obviously that's <laughs> them. Um, you know, hopefully they'll come up with some really good inputs and really good ideas. Involve your team is, I think, one of the most important things because if you kind of segue yourself away from them and it's kind of an us and them, that's never going to do yeah. anyone in f- any favours. So I suppose my top tips are look at your bottom line. Uh, you know, look at your overheads. What can you tweak? I'm not saying always cut and reduce. I'm not talking about getting rid of people, but you know, what things can you maybe tweak? Can you get better deals on your mobiles? Your dare I say, your energy costs and stuff like that. Um, you know, could you buy smarter? Could you build stronger relationships with your suppliers and get better deals on product or produce or um, materials? So I think it's sometimes it's just about being a little bit more entrepreneurial, thinking a little bit outside of the box. And looking at the pennies, because the pennies obviously add up to the pounds. Yeah, they do, ultimately. And are you feeling quite optimistic? What's your own personal thoughts? I'm your- always optimistic. <laughs> you know, uh, it, look, I think in a in real world, I'm a realist. You know, I appreciate what's happening around us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's days that I wake up and I'm a bit of a pessimist. You know, I think we all can go through that. But yeah. my outlook is I'm optimistic. I've, You know, as you said, I've, I'm approaching kind of 29 years now of running businesses, making mistakes, facing failures, getting myself back up, brushing my down, learning from those and moving on. And I think if we kind of all kind of bury our head in the sand and kind of worry too much, then I think it's going to have the adverse effects. You know, I think we've got to be optimistic, look at the future and see what we can achieve individually and as a team and as a support network. That's kind of all those businesses collating and collaborating together. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I just want to finish talking a little bit about Chatbox TV. We haven't touched on that. We haven't. So, yeah, Chatbox is a pandemic business. Um, We created it uh, in, uh, well, the first few months of the pandemic kicking off, and we were all locked away uh, behind closed doors. Uh, Nick Luby, who's my business partner and also co-host, we decided to get together as we're speakers from stage. We love standing up and sharing stories not much of that happening during the pandemic. So we created Chatbox Productions, which is basically when it started, it was a online only, so virtual studio where we bought business owners, a bit mm-hmm. like a podcast today. We bought business owners in to share their stories, what's been happening, the challenges, the successes, all the great stuff that people wanted to hear. So 
we were kind of like the media on steroids, but reporting the good stuff. And we've continued to do that. 150 guests later, lots of conversation, hours and hours, hundreds of hours now of uh, content being created. We're still doing it. We don't make much money doing it, but what we do enjoy, it puts a smile on our face. We meet great people, opens great doors. And, uh, you know, we've got some of your um, award winners coming on to one of our future shows very soon as well. It'd be great. And I think it's always good to have mediums that people can listen to the experiences of other people because it's how we learn from each other, really. You know, if you're having struggles in your business, the chances are somebody else has had that struggle. In fact, there'll probably be hundreds of people who've had the same struggle, if not thousands. And I think... um, it's always good to learn from one another and certainly from this doing just this podcast you know I've spoken to so many great entrepreneurs and there's a very similar thread that runs through all of you and it is around tenacity the power to power forward you know the the kind of that they don't give up and they just power themselves and and see an obstacle as a challenge really and that it, it can be overcome rather than it's a barrier so I think that's the thread that I see in everybody that I interview, which is great. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, we will make sure David's contact details are in the show notes. And um, I wish you continued success, David. Thank you. Thank you very much, Debbie. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.